I'm Stephen John Drew from the official GunnaGeek.com show, a weekly geek news podcast that is a part of the Gunna Geek Network, just like the show you're checking out now. Shows on the network are individually owned, and opinions expressed may not reflect others. Find other awesome geeky shows at GunnaGeekNetwork.com. Stand by for a brand new episode of All Things Good and Nerdy. Good morning, everyone, and welcome to episode, I check my notepad here, 424 of the All Things Good and Nerdy show, podcast, whatever we want to call ourselves. This is recorded live on Sunday, November 1st, 2020. We are 76 episodes away from 500. I don't know what we're going to do when we hit 500, but we've got over a year to figure it out. But we got to do something crazy. Joining me today, I'm Chris, my regular friends here. We Let's start out first with one. Willie D. Nelson, who's not on camera because I forgot to turn it back on. <laughs> I'm on camera? Well, That's you weren't you. in the video feed because I forgot last week you weren't there and forgot to clean it up. We're going to do it live. Willie D. Nelson's here, though. Yay. That was That's all I, That's all you get. Just keep on going. That was all I get because I offended him. But don't worry. Mr. Anthony Bachman's here in Halloween Orange. In Haddonfield Slasher, Jersey Orange. And yeah, it, we're not live. It's Diaz de los Muertos. It's the Day of the Dead. We're all dead. I mean, it's I, a dead man's party. I feel Happy like November first. I feel like yeah, Dan Elfman. And then we are joined by a special Hell guest yeah. today. We have a uh, Willie and I have both been on his podcast, Geekly Speaking. We are joined by the big geek himself today. Hey, thanks, everybody. Thanks for having me here. And I'm going to stand very still this whole episode. So if you don't see me moving, that's the reason why. I'm doing a contest here, uh, trying to uh, hit the Guinness Book of World Records on the longest time of not moving. If you stand still long enough, you win a free Xbox or PS5, right? That, that's the contest we're doing here? Like on live radio? That would be awesome. Hold on a second. The last time I remember hearing about that was hold your Wii for a Wii, and that did not end too well. No, it didn't. But would no, you do it? it not. For, would you do it for a PS5, Willie? Uh, already started. <laughs> he already beat himself. He lost. I didn't know. He's doing it right now. Okay, so before, <laughs> before we get into things, Willie, I got to ask. Let's do uh-huh. our, let's do our uh-huh. weekly pre-order update. How have things gone on your PS5 pre-order quest? I'm I'm supposed to be doing stuff. I didn't know I was supposed to be doing stuff. I knew you were kind of looking into it occasionally to see if any popped no, up. No, I wasn't. You kept you kept <laughs> telling me stuff. I'm like, oh, all right, sure, whatever. Okay. I'm not that into it. I'm just if I find one, I find one, man. That's all I care about. I don't, I really, the, I'm not I'm not going to be that into it. It's the I'm thrill not gonna of the hunt, man. At the, 5:30. The thrill of the, the hunt. You gotta get you one. I got a PS4 right there. Hey, just think how fun that uh, line would be if you're waiting outside like a Best Buy or whatever. Everybody wearing the masks six feet apart. That line's going to go for at least three miles. I think it is. But here's the thing. I was We were talking about it on one of the subreddits I frequent. This one is Xbox specific, but it's probably going to hold the same for PlayStations. A lot of these places now are not allowing any lineups the night ahead or anything like that or are saying, yes, we'll have limited to come in store, but you need to order online and select store pickup because they don't want people queuing up outside the stores as, you know, COVID numbers are going back up. Queuing up outside the store might not be exactly the safest thing. That makes sense. 
Willie, we can't hear you. I still it's a can't. day of the dead miracle. <laughs> it's a miracle. <laughs> I didn't do anything to you, I promise. This is just your own system hating us. <laughs> but yeah, so Willie can't be heard right now. He'll be turn- he'll be returning at some point in time. And if it holds to normal, when his feed returns, it's going to hose up all the OBS feeds we have here. So we might just have static image Willie. I'm not 100% sure, but yeah. It's the day of the day. It's my ancestors. They they helped me out and performed a miracle, and they muted Willie. Yeah, that happens. Welcome back, Willie. <laughs> yeah, I don't think it'd be good if I uh, if I'm standing in line right now because I'm kind of pantless. Willie, you're really... <laughs> there. It's a bit uh, nipply up there. You're gonna win that contest now because oh. your video feed's frozen. <laughs> yeah, which might be good because I'm filling my tits right now. Oh God. What did we, we got do? two people competing. Uh, for the, nipply, man. The most man. What did we do? Can it still be nipply if he's pantless? Yeah. Sure. How does that <laughs> prevent the nippleness? Well, you know, because the nipples are not seen, it could be something else. Yeah, they're just seeing the uh, the old short stack because it's kind of cold out there. Sure, went up like a stack of dimes. <sighs> <laughs> all right, all right, all right, all right. Continue on with the show. Fill in some time since I'm the entertainment here. I'll be right back to fix this issue. He's gonna fix an issue here. So I, I'm not sure how we're gonna. Willie, no one can see you right now. You're fine. You don't know that. Well, other than us, <laughs> which is probably Hello, FBI man. <laughs> Fox Mulder's in the house. Is what he's saying here. So, um. I completely lost my train of thought there for a second. (laughs) (laughs) I guess we should get things started. We're going to try and keep things streamlined and be sort of on time today. So let's kick things off and let's roll on in to the news of the week. Live from the ATGN studios on uh, the internet, it's the news of the week. Welcome to the News of the Week. It's that part of the show where we run down what's in our minds. Some of the most interesting geeky and or nerdy news to have popped up here in the last week. And share it with you guys who are watching. Give our opinions, our personal takes, and then debate it to figure out whose opinion reigns supreme. Does that sound fair? It does. Yeah, I think so. Let's let our special guest, the big geek, kick things off for us. What do you got for your news this week? Oh, wow. I feel so honored here. I, I really appreciate this, gentlemen. All right, so uh, this is this is new news, but it's old news. Uh, I'm talking Switch Pro again. Uh, I'm very excited for the Switch Pro. I actually owned the Switch Lite briefly before I sold it to uh, usually Dave because uh, I got old man eyes, and that 5.5-inch screen was making it very hard to read some of my RPGs. I could not read the text on the screen, so I'm like, ah, oh, you know what? I got to get rid of this, so I sold it to him. I'm very excited for a Switch Pro with a speculated larger screen now there's specs all over the place that they're talking about here um but why it's back in the news again this week was the latest the uh rumors etc about it is it's going to have a mini led display which that's some exciting news because that that rivals oled so we're going to get like a very beautiful crisp screen what do you guys think of mini uh led do you like that I think it's slick. I think it'll look cool, assuming it happens. I wonder how much more expensive it is for Nintendo to produce it this way and what that means to the eventual price point of the supposed Switch Pro. Um, 
Well, I mean, it's still inferior to the greatest handheld system of all time. The Game Gear. And I mean, no, the Game The Game Gear. The Game Gear. I had a Game Gear. It got ruined by chocolate milk. That thing took six AA batteries. Six for a tiny little screen. Yeah, and it weighed like 18 pounds when you had it all the AA bad. batteries in it. You could do always someone to came death from. with the Game Gear. You could bludgeon <laughs> someone to death with that. Yeah. Easily. So I guess the real question would be they increase the they make the screen better on handheld mode. What does it mean for the docked switch? Is it just a better screen they're gonna have in there? They gonna put more horsepower in there? So in theory, I could play 4K Mario Odyssey or something like that. Because we're living in a realm now where PS5 and Xbox are gonna come out and do 8K gaming, even though nothing supports it at some point. Yeah. Well, like Nintendo, they've always not really cared about being the beefiest most That's powerful fair. system they just throughout history they haven't but you know some of the specs here that no well wh- what are you gonna say like maybe game gear at that point was was pretty good oh, um, no, no, no. i'm gonna say uh nintendo has worried about that because i mean look at look at the the new ds the ds Lite. oh wait the new 3ds so they always made it on these games aren't compatible with the old 3ds you have to get the new 3ds that was but bad. But no matter how many reiterations I've had of the 3DS, 2DS, it never compared to the Vita uh, power and performance-wise. Mm. That's why um, I was going to so say the greatest s- handheld was with that OLED screen. Right. So the Vita yeah. was a slick handheld. It just you can't beat Nintendo at the handheld game is what it comes down to. I think yeah, it was a better first party. Uh, you know what? Uh, the the Vita and the PSP actually are emulation beasts. So mm-hmm. if you wanted a portable handheld uh retro system that's definitely the way to go but chris i want to i want to uh uh do you say i'm wrong or i'm not i said you're not wrong sweet because that's the way i like to be (laughs) (laughs) now now chris you were asking some of the different specs that are going to be going into the switch pro theoretically of course because nobody knows at this point but they are speculating that it will be 4k docked which is is pretty sweet it's going to make it and of course it's no going to be nowhere near what ps5 and xbox series consoles can do but it'll get a little bit closer for those third parties that are also going to be on this system 1080p handheld mode which is an increase from the original switch which is great but here's the thing i want that larger screen and there's been speculation of up to seven inches so if they do hit a seven inch uh, screen on the Switch Pro, that's going to be so beautiful for my eyes. I'm going to be able to play everything on it. Power-wise, it is going to have a more powerful custom uh, NVIDIA Tegra ARM chip, so that's great. Uh, they're going to go up to 8 gigs of RAM now on it. I believe, what, the Switch was, what, 4 or 6? I mean, it was, it's I think it was about 4. I mean, yeah. if you, one thing to keep in mind is this is comparable to the NVIDIA Shield streaming box that we have out there the nvidia shield streaming Mm -hmm. box is able to do 4k hdr out to a tv things like that so if they're using comparable hardware in this new switch it should in theory be able to do that and the nvidia shield is also capable of video gaming through their cloud app or downloaded apps and it has a 4k upscaler built into it now too so like if you're streaming an old game say uh, bioshock they'll upscale it to 4k through part of their native upscaling they have in it. So in theory, the hardware is out there to make something like this beefy enough to work. Now the trade-off with the Switch is you've got to factor in battery life versus horsepower and figure out the right way to make it so that you don't basically neuter it in handheld mode. So you've got like 
a Game Gear situation where with all the batteries charged up, you've got an hour of life before you have to find a plug because it's too powerful or the screen's too bright. Yeah, exactly. And, and granted, they are going to be using, you know, ARM processors, which do just sip power. You know, think if they would have put like a, one of those classic AMD bulldozer oh, processors geez. in there. Yeah. <laughs> you, you get like 20 minutes of gameplay and then you're done. Uh, but it, uh, on the that, price point yet? Um, speculation. I mean, it's all over the place because that's all it is right now is speculation. There is no hard evidence of anything, but... They're they're even saying upwards of three ninety nine was the ceiling I've seen so far, which is still cheaper than the next gen systems. But that's pretty expensive for a Nintendo system. That's throughout part history. of the problem is that it's not because I'm looking at Amazon right now. It's three nineteen for a light, three ninety nine for the regular. So if they drop down the regular, what those the those Pro... aren't MSRP though. I don't think. Yeah, that can't Maybe. be because I paid yeah. one ninety nine for scalpers, my Switch on the launch year. Yeah, the scalpers effect is in That's place just how because high they Switch are on Amazon right now because yeah. so many people are buying them. People haven't but been yeah, able to find Switches. So the secondary market's blowing up on but it. If right they do three ninety nine, the PS five digital is about to launch for three ninety nine. Yeah, would you get the pro version of a Switch for the same price you can get a PS five? Nintendo first party Honestly, games, man. For me. Uh, I would just because I I find that I play portable games more often than I sit at my TV and play console games. My kids are the console gamers, but I because I'm on the go, you know, I I try to game whenever I can. Realistically, I play most of my games on the iPad, uh, which is pretty uh, crazy here. But yeah, I would a Switch Pro on the go. I would love that more than a PS5 or an Xbox uh, series console just because I play it more. And yes, uh, like Chris said, those first-party titles, you know, that that's where it is. I mean, every single generation, I've had a Nintendo system and another system because I cannot do without my Mario's, Zelda's, Metroid's, etc. That's fair. Uh, since we're talking about the Switch, I saw something that I had to look a little bit into. I didn't look too much into it. But they're releasing control for the Switch. I was about to pivot to that. Did you see the catch on how they're doing it? Yeah, and they're pretty much doing the Google Stadia way of doing things. Isn't that the the telekinetic game? Yes. Yeah, that that did Alan Wake and things like that. So this is not new if you lived in Japan, is one thing to keep in mind, is that Mm. they've been doing similar approaches in Japan on some games there. But for those that weren't aware, and this is a great pivot point, Willie, so I'm glad you brought it up because I was actually going to try and pivot to it. They did a Nintendo yeah. Direct this week for, I forgot the terminology they used, but basically it's all of their third-party vendors and game makers. It wasn't like a Direct on Nintendo's properties. And Control was announced as coming out. And a lot of people scratched their head at first because they went, Control? This game barely runs on the Xbox One right now because it consumes so many resources <laughs> and chugs on the PS4. And now when you start getting to the PS4 Pros and the Xbox One X and things, it runs better. But it's graphically intensive and stressful. So people are like, how the hell is this on the Switch? We've heard of good ports, but I don't understand. And what you do, and you can do this now, is you go into the eShop and you download a client to get control. And you have to play the game for five minutes on there before it gives you the price, which I think is $39.99. I can't remember. But what they are doing is they are streaming control to your box. So it is effectively mm-hmm. PlayStation Now, xCloud, mm. Google Stadia, things like that. You are playing in their servers. And it's basically pushing the video stream down to you, meaning the horsepower or lack thereof that the Switch has in comparison to the other consoles is negated some. 
it's interesting and it gets me back to my whole point of man i think the switch would be a great cloud gaming console for like project x cloud or playstation now or something like that we'll never see that happen by the way no but it's interesting and it's an interesting pivot in this market in north america because it's the first time they've done it here they've done three or four games like this in japan already Hmm. did not know that Mm -hmm. so the first streaming game in north america on the switch is control which by all accounts is really good game i haven't played it my wife has played it through twice, I think, all the way through, including the DLC. She loves it and says it's really good. So the question you get here now is if this is a viable alternative way to get gaming to this or games to the Switch, these first-party titles, do we start to... Well, not first-party, these uh, AAA titles. That's the term I was looking for. Do we start seeing more, or excuse me, less emphasis put on these ports to games that are AAA titles on the Switch excuse me, on the PlayStation or the Xbox, that then we wait six months and get a port out in the Xbox, like Outer Worlds or Doom Eternal and things like that. They've all come to the Switch, but it's been months later after they've had a chance to rework things so that it works better on that lesser hardware. I don't mean that as an insult. It's just that is the nature of it. They're working with Android phone-type hardware compared to PC gaming class hardware that you see in the other consoles. It's interesting, and if it works, you could see that happening, but... At the same time, doesn't that limit your gaming capability with the Switch? Because now you're tethered in some way to the internet. You can't just pick it up and be like, I'm going to go to the park with my friends and play Mario Kart. Well, yeah, but if you want to play this other game, you have to have an internet connection. The Switch has Wi-Fi. If there's Wi-Fi there, maybe you could connect. Who knows if it'll be good enough to play or hotspot your phone. So it's interesting, but at the same time, I think it might almost artificially tether the Switch. Yeah, it kind of removes the the mobile aspect of it if you're streaming. Unless you've got really good internet everywhere you go, which in Japan is more likely than here in the United States where we're all recording from right now because landmass and things like that. I mean, 5G is going to save us all is what we're told, but I don't think that's... (laughs) that's Verizon 5G. Yeah, the millimeter wave 5G. Whatever. Millimeter wave. How'd you know my penis's nickname? Oh, <laughs> oh geez. Jeez. Now, in Japan, what they're doing to actually help with the infrastructure of 5G is they're actually implanting uh, little transmitters into you know, all the citizens' heads. So, you know, you're just going to have coverage everywhere. I mean, don't worry. Elon Musk is starting to look Hopefully. into something like that, Hopefully. too. Could you imagine that? That, that would... That would be scary, but also awesome if you think about it. I just, I just want a Wi-Fi router in my wrist. I mean, <laughs> you could sort Bill of do Gates it if you had... Transmit me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I was trying to find what the games were in Japan they're playing. Uh, Resident Evil 7, they do cloud-based Ooh. in Japan, so you can play that on the Switch. Can you do that in the v- in their version of the VR? No, I don't think so. Oh, sad day. Fantasy Star Online 2 is a cloud Switch game, I believe they're saying. Whoa, 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 whoa. That's like a decade-old game. Yes. (laughs) No, that came out, that was a two-decade-old game. It came out on the Dreamcast. (laughs) I remember that. Not two, I don't think. I think one was just on the Dreamcast, wasn't it? No, it was Fantasy Star Online 2. I do remember that. At least I think I do. There's been some dabbling with it, too, because they mentioned in this article I found in Kotaku that in 2014... Square Enix released a version of Dragon Quest X for the 3DS that was cloud streaming to make playable. So we've seen Nintendo play with this with some 
third-party customers from time to time. And it looks like mm-hmm. this might be something they're pivoting towards to try and get some of these AAA big-name titles on the Switch. Now, it could be interesting if there's Switch Pro hardware, does that still make some of these vendors revisit and think, okay, maybe we do want to do a port to put this on the Pro hardware. I, I don't know. It'll be an interesting development to see how it all goes. And I honestly have no clue how well cloud game excuse me cloud game streaming in the united states is going to go for any of these services that are out there i know for instance google stadia hasn't really impressed our own steven john drew who we all know bought a google stadia read the reviews didn't even open it and returned it to them two days later when he had the founders <laughs> wow pack. i mean willie you've played around with playstation now haven't you uh dabbled and how did it work Okay, have you played, did you try it before you had Hillbilly dial-up, and then when you did have Hillbilly dial-up? All right, now, I'm not appreciating this terminology. I can state that right here now. I Blame Bachman for that. <laughs> and before I get on with the answer, I will say I do believe uh, Fanstar uh, Online was just on, uh, wait, wait, Fanstar Online 1 and 2 were on GameCube. You know what? I don't know anymore. I'm not even going to look at this. In April 2018, they released a cloud version for Switch, though, in Japan. Uh, It it works uh, for all that. Uh, I haven't really tried it that much because I've downloaded stuff. Because you can download instead of stream through PlayStation Now as well. Through, I think, the majority of the games, I want to say. Don't quote me on that because I haven't dabbled with it too much. I'm about to get rid of it because I don't really use it. That's fair. I just wanted to play Katamari Damacy, and uh, that's the only place it was available for until November 20th. That's fair. I think that's when it said. And then the re-roll comes out for the PS4. I think it's already out for the for the Switch. And, yeah, I did not like those controls on the Switch at all. Okay. It made no sense. So as a point of comparison, just continuing down this cloud gaming path, I've played with Project X Cloud or Microsoft's game streaming service. It's now part of Game Pass. And it, it ran surprisingly well. I played like Batman, Ark of Night, and Gears of War and a few other things, just trying it out. But I haven't really pivoted to using it very much other than just occasionally, oh, let me give this a try and see how it worked. And it was all right, but there's some limitations right now. Like it's capped at 720p, so it's not really going to be a viable alternative yet for throwing up on a tv somewhere but it's great on like a cell phone or a tablet i think amazon's luma is a similar thing right now they're not doing 4k yet but i think stadia was going to try and do 4k hdr so we're in an interesting point where everyone's got their own ideas of how they're pursuing cloud gaming and i'm not 100 percent sure that any one solution is 100 percent right it'll be interesting to see how that trend develops i just don't know that that ever overcomes the fact that i like to either put a disc in my Xbox or boot up a game I've downloaded and play because I don't have to worry about is my Wi-Fi out or um, is the server down where I play this? I just need to have my box. I think cloud gaming for me becomes more of a, oh, I'm not at my house and want to play something. Here's an easier, convenient way to play versus lugging my Xbox around, which again is why I think the Switch is a great platform if they'd open it up to put PlayStation Now, Game Pass, and things like that on it. Side note, it'll never happen. Never. No. Never. Now, I don't think I'll ever try uh, uh, cloud gaming again. I got burned uh, quite a while ago. Do you guys remember an old service called On Live? Yeah. Didn't yep. PlayStation buy yeah. them? I, no, one, yeah, guy. one of the big okay. boys did buy them. But back in the day, uh, I got in on the beta of it. 
and uh, I enjoyed it. Uh, of course, it was in its infancy, so there was a lot of lag, et cetera. But it was it was so cool being able to play all these games without actually installing them on your PC. Well, once it did go live, I actually purchased the console, which was basically just a streaming box and a controller. And I was playing it on my TV a little bit there and didn't really go back to it much. I kind of lost interest in it. And then, you know, they just shut the whole thing down. But here's where I got burned. Within that time period of me actually playing it, I purchased at least 25 games on the service. And then when they shut down, boom, I'm done. I didn't get any of those games. You think, hey, we're shutting it down. We're going to send you a a digital coupon to get this off of Steam or something. Nope, I got nothing. I lost all my money. Yeah, so I guess that's some of the difference you see between how like Xbox and PlayStation's implementation is. Is Xbox, for instance, is anything that's in Game Pass right now or select games are in Game Pass, that's how you play or you remote stream from your own Xbox. So you're not actually buying a separate game. You're playing a game you've already purchased effectively or have gotten through a subscription. Mm-hmm. And I think PlayStation's is yeah, th- a subscription model also. Yeah, and that's where OnLive really failed there was because you actually had to purchase them. Right. And, and that's granted, similar. they were at discounted prices, but you still had to purchase them. I think Stadia is doing something similar as well, where you purchase a game through Stadia, and I don't think it links to your Steam account, whereas like the NVIDIA one links to your Steam account and your Epic Games account and lets you play things. It's all really weird. And I did check right now. OnLive per- was purchased by Sony in April 2015. I think part of their okay. problem was they were ahead of the curve because this company started in 2009, it said. So I can imagine in 2009, cloud-based gaming compared to where we are in 2020 would be a bit more of a difficult prospect. All right. But hey, just for you guys, if you want to, I'm going to offer to you three first. I still have my on-live console. <laughs> Mint in box. Ooh. I mean, I did use it, but I mean, it's in the original box with a molding. I mean, it's beautiful <laughs> setup. If you guys want to buy it, I'm looking about, uh, what, three, 4,000 if you want. <laughs> I got three, 4,000 pennies for you. Oh, no, I sorry, I can't do that. I already sold off my Oya so that someone could turn it into a Roku <laughs> box. I don't think I needed another system. <laughs> yes, but this this is history, man. This is this is, this is is like, uh, this is a first. I'm trying to think of another great first. Uh, <laughs> but this is a first. You want to buy this. This is this is the Nintendo PlayStation console. There's only one of them. Well, right. I only own one. It's like the but, Panasonic <laughs> GameCube. Oh, yeah. It's uh, it's like the Apple Pippin, the best console oh, ever. There you go. Or the Philips CDI, <laughs> also a great console. <laughs> it was. I had a Gold Star 3DO. Don't judge. No judgment. I man. will judge. Wow, the 3DO. <laughs> I haven't heard that name in a while. Holy moly. You're talking to the guy that's running a video game podcast. Yeah. He's going to be pulling all sorts of weird consoles think, out that he's probably dabbled in. I think you, did you not mean to say S instead of O? I'm kidding. I see what you did there. I see. All right, so I'll, I'll pivot. We'll just transition on into my news story. It has nothing to do with video games, but my question before I talk about it: Have you guys watched episode one of season two of The Mandalorian yet? Yes. No. I'm uh, episode three of season one currently. Okay, so I will get into this without getting into spoilers. Then. Oh, don't even worry about it. Spoil away because no, I, by the time I get away. to don't it, you I'll tell forget. Him that? Yeah, don't you spoil him away that? because. We're not going to wait around for Willie to watch it. He's had two days to, to watch it. To be He's fair, being lazy. Hey, it's not our fault. There's probably, people, there's probably people in the chat room or listening later that may not have yet. So I will go spoiler free. Those are not free. fans. 
Mm-hmm. We don't spoil. No, the don't first judge week. people's fandom. <laughs> don't judge people's fandom. So, uh, without going into what is going on in this scene, if you watched The Mandalorian, there's a big dramatic fight scene at the end, a dramatic battle. That's as much yeah. as I'll say. Episode? Is that what you're saying? In the episode. The in episode oh. nine. So, Bachman, did you notice that as this battle started, the picture aspect ratio changed? No, I don't think I noticed. Yeah. I was more, I was involved in the battle. And yeah, I was I was much more involved with the the reference to a character, and then mm. the actor playing the reference character, and then the last shot. Okay, I was I so, wasn't looking at aspect ratio. So yeah, if they if they swapped it mid episode, honestly, I didn't even notice. To be fair, I didn't it notice either until this. I saw this article, and then I went back and rewatched, and it worked from the perspective of that battle was awesome, and it really sucked you in, and this is a real cool tool they did. So. Most of this episode is filmed in the 21 by 9 aspect ratio, where you've got those black bars in the top and bottom of the screen. However, when this battle starts, it's roughly like the 41-minute mark in the episode. They gradually zoom it in and go 16 by 9 ratio and get rid of the black bars. So you just have an entire full screen of this battle that's happening. And I didn't notice it when I was watching, but I knew I was pulled in and sucked into it. And I went back and rewatched, and I was like, this is such a cool little filmmaker's trick here. That it felt Nolan-esque almost in the way how he'd like go back and forth between IMAX footage and play with things that way. And it was so good. And it just made me go again, man, Dave Filoni and John Favreau, let them do whatever they want in Star Wars. Because I didn't even yeah. notice this the first time around because it worked so well to pull you in to this battle you're about to see. Now, the battle was awesome anyways. But this nice little touch, it kind of sucked you in more. And even the second time through when I'd already seen it, I was like, holy crap, this is... This is such an awesome little filmmaker's touch here that I'm sure some people noticed when they watched it live to begin with, like, oh, my God, this is fantastic. But it was super well done. And it leads me to say this about season two of The Mandalorian so far. I know we're only one episode in. It's so much more polished because they know what they're doing. And it looks like Disney gave them a crap load more money this time around because what they did with special effects just in this final battle in the first episode of season two was bigger than anything they did in season one. And this show is evolving and seemingly in the right way. And I am totally on board with it. Give well, me and more. in this episode, they put something on film that's been mentioned in much Star Wars lore, been shown, uh, been referenced in video games, but it's a creature we've never seen in live action. Uh, I don't like this. No, it's uh, you're spoiling. You're spoiling. I don't like it. I don't oh, like it. It's cool. No, it's it's, yeah. it's really cool. <laughs> the fact that we I finally will try saw to one see it myself was very until cool. You it. And there was another cool thing I'd seen about this. Honestly, my news story is just so I can gush about the fact that Mandalorian comes back. And <laughs> Willie, this it is a very minor episode. spoiler, but we'd Should seen I, it in the trailer. Myself, how's that? Uh, boom. Okay. I can't hear anybody. Okay, so the Sand People return in this episode, and the Sand People we see are communicating in very much in like a hand signal, sign language based language. I guess what ended up happening on set is one of the actors who's playing a sand person told them, hey, you should really look into someone who's deaf and really knows a lot of sign language and bring them in to do it because he knew sign language. So they actually brought in someone who is deaf, who knows sign language, who helped to create the Tuscan Raider sign language based off of nice. ASL and variants and stuff like that. I was like, that is really cool. I was wondering about that because they actually had some consistency in their hand movements. Right. When he was... 
because he was also because they're also mixing in the grunts because the sound the sand people do like the grunts and the screams in their masks and he was doing that under his helmet uh pedro pascal communicating back with them but it seemed like when he like when he said kill it over and over again he used the same gesture yeah so i thought that was a cool touch and unless we want to talk any more about it i'll give willie a hand wave and let him know he's good to come back but it was cool and this show just mm-hmm. continues to scratch that itch of being good star wars content that i love that is good and also star wars i guess is the best way of putting it okay yeah and i want to look it up to uh credited director for this episode is john favreau so mm-hmm. yeah this was favreau's episode so yeah once again the chubby guy from swingers is just out here killing it <laughs> okay so now that willie's back no spoilers but what bachman and i had basically said is it's a nice small little touch that continues to make the episode be really good and just be tight writing and it, it's really good will you're gonna really enjoy it especially if you like last season of mandalorian uh-huh, uh-huh. Yeah. and it's definitely it's another it's another uh straight up western episode like it's straight up multiple different cowboy movies are the exact same premise as this episode and so beyond, like they've really they've really, really liked it when that. it was wolf and cub that was nice and also oh, be on be on the lookout yeah. for some cool phantom menace easter eggs this time around oh right I Enough caught it the first time I watched it, which was really cool. I didn't spoil <laughs> anything. I'm just saying, look out for uh-huh. Easter eggs. That's the number of spo- <laughs> I'm trying to go in blind, man. As blind as a Dead by Daylight killer with a teabagging survivor. I see what you did there. <laughs> I see what now, you Chris, did. Uh, yes, this this little this little swap of the resolutions uh, that you're talking about here for the Mandalorian here, that's not the first time uh, people have done that before. I mean, I remember back in the infancy of uh, rolling out the HDTV. Remember, uh, commercials were 4.3, and yep. some of the shows were in 16.9. And when you get back to the show, it would start out in 4.3, and then after maybe about five seconds, it would switch to 16.9. I mean, they've been doing that forever. <laughs> you can still get it now. For instance, I started rewatching The West Wing again because I can't stop. I love that show. And in season two, <laughs> when you're watching the show, show, everything's 16.9. And then when it goes to the opening credits on Netflix, the opening credits is four by three. <laughs> <laughs> but everything else, 16.9. It's so strange. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's hard to uh, even imagine back before everything was uh, HD, and you know now you have the 4K and everything. I mean, we all lived through it. We all remember the 4.3. I mean, it was that was our life back then. But uh, I remember the first time HD TV had rolled out, and it hit. You know, of course, the major networks like NBC, CBS, ABC, and Fox, and specifically. The very first HD football game I ever watched, yeah. it was blowing my freaking mind. <laughs> I, I was I was a convert at that point. I had to make sure everything I had was HD after that because it was so beautiful. Mm-hmm. Except porn. Do not watch porn in HD. No. Just saying. Uh, how can you not anymore? But but back to the football. <laughs> I remember, yeah, because I remember I was like, you can see the reflections off their helmets. That's what I distinctly Are we talking saying. about porn or football? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to plead the fifth. <laughs> so if you get a chance, I think it's Fox who has the contract for Thursday Night Football. There are select streaming boxes that they have the Fox app on where you can watch Thursday Night Football in 4K, for instance. It's not on the oh, Amazon sweet. feed. You've got to watch it on the Fox app itself. But I think it's the Apple TV, the Roku, and there's another box I'm forgetting. But you can watch 4K football. Now, caveat, it's... 1080p that they upscale to 4k 
It's because they're not using 4K cameras, but it still is mighty impressive. And I believe for the Super Bowl, they did it in HDR, which was really cool. So it was only 1080, but it was 1080 HDR, which HDR is the really nice thing. 4K is okay, but you're not going to notice it unless you're really up close on your TV. HDR, you're going to notice that. Well, I can't wait for uh, XFL uh, version 3.0 when they're going to go 8K. With The Rock. I'll watch it. It's The Rock. (laughs) I mean, let's be honest. I'll watch anything The Rock is in. Yeah, and I mean, good or bad, the first time Uh, The Tooth Fairy? Yeah, I've seen it. (laughs) Good or bad, the first time around, the XFL gave us advances in sports technology that are still being used. Oh, yeah. People don't want to credit on those. Yeah, that overfilled camera, that's from the XFL. That's one of the best cameras now in the NFL. XFL 2.0 had the best thing ever, which was when the referees were reviewing things, they took you up to the booth so you could actually see what the referees were doing and hear what they were saying about it. Transparency, man, that was really cool. And like you could see that, like, they've got an Xbox controller, no joke, that's plugged into a laptop, and that's how they're rewinding the video and spinning around camera (laughs) feeds and stuff like that with an Xbox controller. It was the coolest thing ever. Yeah, I mean, each time they're taking a risk and we get advances in, you know, the way we watch sports. So it'll be cool. You know, even if it comes and goes and fails again, there'll probably be something that The Rock will throw into the mix that will end up being picked up by the NFL or some of the other leagues. It'll change sports again. Well, hopefully with this third iteration, it's going to actually succeed because if it goes under again and granted, the only reason two went under was, I believe, because of coronavirus. I think it it would have had a full good season. Um, but if it, if it fails a third time, I don't see it ever coming back again. I think you're 100% accurate there. I'm surprised. I was still surprised it came back the second time. Well, I mean, no, until so we get I. another I was actor, happy. unless we get another actor, you know, 20 years from now, as popular as the rock that decides, no, I can do the XFL. But I mean, that's <laughs> got to be a really popular motherfucker. Yeah, you're not wrong. <laughs> yeah. Well, to make uh, version three really good, they need to do what they did in the first season. They need to bring Opie and Anthony as uh, commentators, right. and then they need to bring in all the wrestlers, you know, to uh, do sideline interviews, etc. What? Yeah, season the first yeah. version of the XFL, they tried to do the whole sports entertainment model, very similar to what they're doing professional wrestling at the time, and that is arguably what turned off a lot of the hardcore sports people. And what brought people to XFL 2.0 is like, yeah, we're just going to do football this time around and try and play with some new kinds of rule changes and stuff that the NFL is not doing. Like their overtime rules were different. Their extra point rules were different. They had some other stuff that they had done that was different than NFL rules that was surprisingly good for the game that hopefully the NFL looks into. I don't remember 100% of what they all were now at this point because it's been so long. But I'm still a big fan of the scramble and the no fair catch rule. Yeah. Well, well, they got you rid start of the game by tossing the ball. Two guys run for it. Like that was a great way to start. Yeah, a that, game. That's not. Gonna that happen was just anymore. season one. Yeah. yeah, yeah. They got rid of that for season two because too many injuries. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but I think man. one of one of the <laughs> things was uh, there was no kickoffs, which was pretty cool. You always got it like that's on right. your what twenty five. Uh, it was like third. How did it work now? It was third. Uh, I, you know what? I can't remember now either because of Corona that had, right. you know. <laughs> I've got the Corona brain yeah. fog. I don't remember. Yeah, no one likes special teams. Get them out of there. I mean, he's not wrong. Hey, come on now. Everybody should be able to compete. Get them out of there. Okay, my joke was missed oh, on, uh, oh, <laughs> on Willie. <laughs> I, I don't get it. I'm sorry. Uh, I know, because you said joke. something very offensive after that. Sorry. <laughs> Uh, I said everybody should be able to compete, and you said, get them out of there. (laughs) 
Here, Willie, now's a chance to redeem yourself. What's your news? Quick, distract, distract. <laughs> oh, I need to get Willie a jersey that says he hate me. I'm He's going to double down. <laughs> get the special teams out of there. Oh. <laughs> Willie, Yeah, Willie. so um, so special news. Let's bring it back to video games. All right. Uh, this is a sad day, sad day, sad day, sad oh. week, sad, very sad week. There's going to be a. There was another delay for Cyberpunk 2077. Yep. yep. Mm-hmm. Got delayed 21 days. Uh, for me, I'm going to say this is not affecting me at all. It just gives me more time to get prepped up for it to come out. So I have no worries with it myself. How is it affecting you guys? For me personally, it was going to be a nice game to play on the Xbox Series X when it came out because they were going to have like a day one update supposedly for the Series X version. Same for PS5. But at this point, I've got so much other stuff I want to play and a backlog that it doesn't matter. I'm bummed that it's not coming out. But at the same time, it's CD Projekt Red's. So they just take their time on doing these things. Now, what is crappy about the whole situation, and I believe the the uh, CEO or the the head in charge of CD Projekt Red came out and said this is all of the death threats that they and developers and stuff have been getting because the game got delayed. So if you're giving death threats out because you have to wait another 21 days to play cyberpunk, man, you don't get it. Just don't be an asshole. That's a total dick move. All right. I want names and addresses to these people. I'm going to Jay and Bob, Jay and Silent Bob strike back this. I'm going to find them. I'm going to buy plane tickets. I'm going to go to their house. I'm going to beat them up. I don't care if they're little twelve-year-olds. They deserve it. They deserve it. I do. I do. Yeah. So, and by the time you get there, if they have a copy of the game, break it because they don't deserve to play. <laughs> so, from a consumer point of view, this sucks. Now, from a developer point of view, here's here's the bigger problem, and this gets to a bigger problem in the game industry as a whole: crunch time. Mm-hmm. CD Projekt Red tried to say, "Oh no, we're not going to have crunch happen." They got a crap load of crunch happen where they've gotten people working 70 to 80 hour weeks to get this game out. So now we're pushing it off another 21 days. Arguably the crunch continues during that time. So you've got folks that have been pulling 80 hour work weeks for over a year at this point in time that now have another three weeks of it and the end isn't in sight. So it's the dark side of video gaming that we don't always consider as gamers here is the fact that there is a crap load of crunch time that goes into these things and it's a problem in the industry because it burns people out. And it is yep. seemingly not ending. And CD Projekt Red is catching a bunch of crap for this from the game press because they made a point of saying, oh, we're not going to have crunch. And then they've had crunch going on and the developers are just getting fried. And I don't know how they do it. I, like, I've worked weeks before where I've done like 60, 70 hours just at my regular job. And after that week, I'm like, I don't know how people did this. And I imagine doing that for a year at a time, a year plus at a time. Holy hell. Yeah, I think the longest I ever did was like almost 10 days in the Navy where we had so much shit going on fucked up in our system that I basically got no sleep for almost 10 days straight yeah. and I started to hallucinate. It's like, yeah, I don't know how in some good <sighs> work like that type of just insane nonstop 80-hour-a-week for multiple weeks in a row. Like, yeah. that shit will kill you. So I'm going to play this game, and I was going to play it regardless of how long it takes because I've had it pre-ordered for like three and a half years at this point in time before Amazon got rid of their prime (laughs) discount on video games. I pre-ordered a bunch of stuff I knew I was going to want because I ended up paying like (laughs) 46 bucks for it with the discount. Same with like Metroid prime four that I don't think is coming out any times or three, excuse me, which I don't think is coming out until 2022 is the rumor. Now, what'd you just say? 
Metroid what, Prime you 3 or 4. I can't remember which one it is. Oh, my God, Chris. Get him out of here. Get him out of here. It's Metroid Prime 4. <laughs> All right. Don't even do that. Miss Metroid Prime 3 Corruption came out on the Wii. How long ago was that? Yeah, he's out of here. <laughs> he he's out of here. <laughs> we don't need those special teams. Get him out of here. <laughs> oh, he called Chris special teams. Oh. Oh, there it is. <laughs> Look There's at the response. Yeah, that's his jersey number, the number one. Get him out of here. <laughs> Hey, now, Willie, I know you're upset about uh, the delay again here, but uh, let me just uh, let's go at it from this aspect here. Would you rather play an awesome Cyberpunk 2077 or ET2? <laughs> so you're saying if they released it uh, when they originally said, I mean, well, not originally, because this is the, I don't even know how many times they <laughs> delayed it, but uh, uh, from this, uh, so 21 days earlier from the new delay. Uh, you're saying it's going to be ET version 2.0? Exactly. You're just going to be controlling Keanu Reeves, and you're just going to be falling into pits constantly. Well, first of all, you're not controlling Keanu Reeves. Keanu Reeves is an imaginary friend that the main character has in his head, or her head, in their oh, head. Oh, fine. I, I haven't done any research on the game. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Keanu Reeves just, uh, he's like, uh, he's like, Willers, a, no, not, it's, it's, it's in the trailer. From the, it's in the trailer, yeah. It's not, it's not, he's not actually there. He's just like, was he's like a musician from like a like a hundred years or so? I forget. It's like he's already been dead, and all of a sudden like the main that. character starts mm-hmm. seeing him in his head, like as an imaginary friend or something. And who doesn't want an imaginary Keanu Reeves friend? Yeah. That'd be yeah. awesome. But uh, Willie, one thing. Go ahead. I was just gonna say you're breathtaking, man. I try. <laughs> um, I mean, yes, nice callback. When I, when I when I grasp your neck and you can't breathe, that's you know, whoa, uh, whoa, whoa, oh, taking my breath. Whoa. Yeah, he's breathtaking. Goddamn right. Um, <laughs> we don't need to hear anything from you, special teams. You're not talking. Uh, here's one thing. <laughs> All right, so here's one thing though. They've already gone gold. So does going gold mean nothing nowadays? It just means nothing. Special teams, I want you to input on this. For <laughs> it just once. means that eventually I'll play the game when it's twenty bucks. That's what it means. Oh, so it's Chris's no, no, Avengers no, no, no. Going gold. plan. <laughs> no, no, going gold means they already started print uh, pressing the disc. But so it's going honesty, gold, Willie. In today's world, it doesn't mean anything because I know that's bullshit. Yeah, so well, it's gonna be. It can't be any worse than a Call of Duty game where you have a hundred and twenty gig. Uh, patch on day one to download or some nonsense almost every modern game is like that yeah could you could you imagine if if classic games retro games were like current games and you go and buy that sega genesis cartridge and you plug it in and it says you need to go to the store to get a new cartridge right you need to go to the store and get four cartridges (laughs) so (laughs) let me say this as an as a side note which sort of gets into what i'm into which we'll touch on later I played Watch oh, Dogs. Geez, we don't want to know that, Chris. Ah, so I played Watch Dogs <laughs> Legacy, which came out on Thursday. It did have a day one patch because there was an issue with the Xbox One X would technically shut down because it thought it was overheating. That patch was 170 megs. 170 Ooh, megs. Nice I was like, that's it for a day yeah, one nice. patch? I was like, yeah, this is tiny. awesome. This downloads in like a minute. I'm, this is the greatest thing ever versus some of these other games I've played where it's like, oh, we have a six gig patch you've got to do. And I was like, and install the 40 gig disc? Holy crap. Hey, yeah, now, it always shocks me when the download day one is more than the size of data on the disc. It's like, that <laughs> tells me you, yeah, you're fucking, you're, you're slacking. Like, there should be more on the disc that I paid for than that comes with the first download. Like, you know, dear God. We need to live in a world 
and we're sort of getting there where, yeah, you can buy the disc version if you want, but to have a way to install it ahead of time. So literally all you have to do is just spin the disc up, which they've done on the Xbox now, thankfully. So like Watch Dogs Legacy, as soon as it became available on the marketplace, there was a download button there and I hit the download button, put it on my Xbox and gave me a pop-up saying, if you don't have the digital purchase or the disc, this won't work for you. But when I got Watch Dogs, it had been installed on there. I popped the disc in it said, hey, there's a patch put that 170 meg patch on and I was good to go. That nice. was a cool feature for people who so like to get this It downloaded the entire game. So the disc so didn't have the, to download. Well, what's the purpose of the disc then? It spins up as authentication that you've purchased it's the game. Your, yeah, your license. It's your license, it's your license. effectively. Oh they my spin up and God, why? But Willie, that's how the games <laughs> work now. Just buy it digitally, Jesus Christ! Yeah, that's uh, it's well, that's like an extra. Okay. Hey, you, how'd you like going past your ass to get to your elbow? Willie, you like he, it? here's the thing: your elbow's deep in your own ass. Okay, wait, 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 wait. Here, let me point something out to you though. I bought Watch Dogs Legacy when it was on sale for thirty five dollars. Okay, it, yeah. it has never hit that point oh, I digitally. Get what you're saying. I just don't care. That's okay. <laughs> well, not all of us as rich as you, Willie. Beginning. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> hey, now, uh, speaking of patches, though, uh, how many gigs are all the advertising patches for the games right now? Uh, especially the sports 2K games are real bad. Oh, yeah, that. you got, yeah. You got oh, to bro. add advertisements Shit. to all your games. Yeah. Fuck 2K games. <laughs> I mean, let's be honest, you know though. I'm saying that. You know why I'm saying that. They force advertisements after you buy the that, game. That's, that's, that's exactly what was being referenced. They don't fucking yeah. like Fuck those assholes. Yeah, but I wouldn't know about it. Like in, uh, I don't play them either. I just hear about them. guys just the closest I get that. to a sports game. So, yeah, oh, gonna... see, and I, I love sports <laughs> games. I, I play just about every iteration that comes out, and I would not mind having. Wait, you're part it, of the problem. I know I am, <laughs> but here's the thing: I these advertisements that I've read about that 2K was doing was you know like loading screen uh, advertisements, etc., which is very yeah. invasive. Now, if it's like no, kind no, of no, marquee. They in, they don't stop loading. The loading screen stays there until the advertisement's done. It could have been fully loaded oh, two really? seconds into it, and it, it won't. It, the loading screen won't stop until it finishes the advertisement. Yeah, See, that's ridiculous. The loads, just like it, in uh, Ghost of Tsushima, where they actually give a delayed load screen to you have more time to transition. Rem remember back in the PS1 days when you were loading up our Ridge Racer and you got to play some Galaga? Right. That's oh, okay. the way to do I it. I got some insight into this. Did you uh, actually fuck off with Atari too? Because they put a patent on that. That's why no other company could do that after the fact. Well, oh, I really? I don't think you yes. have to worry about it, Willie, because where's yeah, Atari now? now? They're trying to sell us a VCS console that comes out the oh, day. Oh, I've the already PS5. pre ordered four of the consoles. I'm, I'm excited. <laughs> <I'm> not, <laughs> you're part of the problem again. <laughs> yeah, he's going to sit it on his stack of Madden game games. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Christ, what is wrong with you? You're <laughs> hey, the reason so why they keep doing this. <laughs> you know what? Sports games, I you know, I'm a fat old dude, dude. I can't play sports in real life. I gotta play them online. I mean, they the, play the mutant football league. Don't be getting Oh, I do have mutant football league. It is football fun. league. I have it too. That's yeah, fun. I have, I have the second one. I got it on my but switch. It's fun on the like pretend like I'm in the NFL though, and I'm I'm actually throwing an eighty yard touchdown. That's what I like to do. You know, I don't want to be a monster decapitating another monster. You know what? I'm going to say here, take a two-year break. <laughs> Just take a two-year break. Play the ones you already have and make them – vote with your dollar, man. Make well, them if, do the right thing, which I doubt you, they'll ever do, but it helps. <laughs> yeah, they're not hey, if you are a Madden fan, you, you do know that you only uh, buy them every other year because 
they, they do a lot of updates one year. Then the next year, it's basically just a roster update. And then the, the next iteration will be a, a good version again with some new features, et cetera. So, yeah, we only do usually buy them every other year. Uh, and let, let's go back to the, the what, what, sports games. FIFA on the uh, Switch. How's that going with the what they call it, legacy mode? Is that what they're calling them? Where it's pretty much the same game as last Willie, year. Just Willie, we live in North America. I'm pretty sure most people that are watching this show or listening to it later probably don't watch soccer. And I don't. I, I don't even play soccer games. So. I don't either. I don't play the games. And I don't watch it. But I'm saying I know of the issue at hand. Jesus Christ. I'm just saying most people don't care here. <laughs> FIFA's a much bigger license and a property overseas than it is here. Well, it's no, just no, like no, no, nobody no, no, in Europe no. really cares about, about Matt. Well, the Switch version is just the last year's model just put onto the Switch. That's all it was. It was done nothing yeah. else to it. Welcome to EA Sports Games. Yeah, I know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, EA. It's in the fucking I mean, dick. Let's go back it's to the very... <laughs> Go back to very early episodes of this show. We've always been incredibly critical of Electronic Arts and the way in which they handle all of their games. Loot boxes. Yeah. <laughs> and now, uh, I, mean, I mean, we're honestly, not going to have. We're taking them away. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Let's honestly, there's only one that. exception, and that's the game that they basically financed and don't get to make any decisions on, which is Apex Legends. Yeah. They handed money to the respawn guys. The respawn guys came up with a live model battle royale game. And EA really hasn't done anything to fuck it up. I'm still very conflicted because while I enjoy that, it means I will never get Titanfall 3. Yeah, probably. Because, really yeah, they just keep introducing more and more aspects of Titanfall into the Apex yeah, Legends except, of the world. Which except the GD I Titans. <laughs> yeah, except the Titans. Well, I mean, no, you know getting, what you could do, though? On Tuesday, we're getting vehicles and a new map, so they keep expanding. Who knows? At some point, Titans might fucking show up in a limited I, time mode. I just, want, I wouldn't put it past them. I want to fight in a giant robot suit some more because it's one of the things I always wanted to do as a kid. So anytime a game came out, sadly, I never had Steel Battalion. I wanted Dude, to I play. I have oh, robot jocks. Steel Battalion. I have the puff poster for robot jocks on my wall. <laughs> okay. I know about fighting in giant robots. <laughs> Chris, yes, yeah, and thanks to you, I actually did play Titanfall two, and I loved it, and I was sad that I lost BT. Yeah, well, you know what, Uh, Chris, you need to get uh, Titanfall two for the PS four. I have it, so all three of us can play it. I have it. Oh, let's all play together. Why are we playing right now? Fuck this podcast. Oh no, we're doing a show. (laughs) Fuck this podcast. (laughs) All right, let's get out of here. All right, we got to transition to the last news story because we've only got thirty minutes left, guys. We're going to transition. Geez. I'm cracking the whip. Cracking the whip. Right. What do you got for us, Bachman? Uh, we're going bad news first and then good news to follow. Uh, I mean, and it's not really that sad of bad news, but we did lose Bond. The yep. James Bond has died. Um, oh, I don't know if anybody Bachman. didn't notice it this week unless you really live under a rock. Uh, Sean Connery died at 90 years old this week. And, in, and for me and a lot of other people, he is James Bond. Mm-hmm. Other people played the role. Other people tried to emulate him or tried to do a different version that wasn't him. But when a lot of people in their head think of James Bond, they think of Sean Connery. Like, he is Mr. You know, Shaken Not Stirred, Bond James Bond. Like, he did, delivered all the original lines. And, I mean, honestly, at the times in, the, in like, the, the mid-60s, early 70s, I don't know if there was a sexier actor in Hollywood. Like, he was the man. Like, Sean Connery was the biggest star in the world for, like, three years straight. Uh, see, what was it? Yeah, from the, the New York Times article, he was the top box office star in both Britain and the United States in 1965, 
after the success of Russia with Love in 63, Goldfinger in 64, and Thunderball in 65. Because they also churned these motherfuckers out. He did his first five Bond films in like no four joke. years. They like churned they were, those out. Yeah, I mean, Dr. No was 62. Russia with Love, 63. Goldfinger, 64. Thunderball, 65. You Only Live Twice, 67. Like, they weren't fucking around. They're like, no, Bond film, Bond film, Bond film, Bond film. Look, we have, we have all these fucking books. We have all these stories. And now we have an actor that we think perfectly embodies it. Let's get this shit on camera. What was it? The Brussels family? Broccoli. 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 I knew it was a yeah, vegetable. the broccoli family. <laughs> yeah. It is. I it was not a on purpose joke, but I do yeah. enjoy it. And I mean, you, know, <laughs> you, you talk about like nerd franchises. Like Bond was basically the original nerd franchise. Like they're on what, like movie twenty eight or whatever. Like it's I one of the longest lasting the last, characters in fiction. The last uh, uh, Pierce Brosnan one, what with the uh, uh, Halle Berry, was the twentieth one. I do know that. And yeah, then that was we're up to the one, yeah. fifth or sixth with uh, uh, Daniel Craig now. Yeah, with Craig. And yeah, I mean, it's just and you look over his his, you know, his life's career. I mean, between the Untouchables, the voice in Dragonheart, um, like he did. Henry Jones. Yeah, I mean, he did so many. I mean, especially with the Untouchables, like he had the lines. Yeah, like they they bring a knife. You bring a bat. (laughs) I mean, like you're the man now, dog. Yeah, you're (laughs) the man now, dog. Like he had so many great lines. So many great movies. Like, the dude spawned, like, he had a 70-year career of just being a kick-ass actor. And he was also one of the biggest winners ever on Jeopardy. <laughs> and I was also going to mention, yeah, uh, <laughs> SNL, SNL <laughs> loved Daryl Hammond did send out, uh, uh, his tweet says, uh, sorry to hear the passing of hashtag Sean Connery. My condolences to his family. Always love doing my silly impressions of him. Rest in peace. And he actually put in the quote, Mr. Connery, you wear me out. You didn't say that last night when I was pumping Moogoo Guy panel over your tonsils. <laughs> like, <laughs> your Darryl mother, Trebox. Daryl Hammond's Sean Connery on Celebrity Jeopardy <laughs> is possibly my favorite SNL skit that that happened multiple times. Oh, ever. yeah. It's a great him, series. Him talking shit about Trebek's mother and <laughs> Trebek's mustache and mispronouncing, uh, you know, the penis might hear Trebek. Like, <laughs> it just mispronouncing titles or categories was one of the greatest things ever. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I mean, and yeah, it, it's it's really sad, but you know, but I mean, at ninety, like the dude was knighted. He lived, you know, in a castle for a while. Apparently, he died in the Bahamas, surrounded by his family, late Friday, early Saturday, at ninety years old. Like, I I don't really know if you can ask for more than that after being, you know, Mister Scotland. You know, as a bodybuilder. You know, had an an insane career that spanned, you know, like, you know, over 60 years in film, like, you know, stage plays, did King Lear, did like all the big ones. Like, I mean, he basically did, I think, basically everything you could think of as an actor. And there was there was one great line in here. I was trying to find the article where they talked about when they cast him for it. Oh, yeah. So from the New York Times article. Even before his acting ability was apparent, the six foot two Mr. Connery had a remarkable physical presence on screen and off. Lana Turner picked him to play the war correspondent with whom she tumbles into bed in the forgettable 1958 melodrama Another Time, Another Place. He earned his chance at Bond when the producers, Albert Broccoli, there you go, Willie, and Harry Saltzman watched him walk. We signed him without a screen test. They literally saw him walk by and said, that's fucking James Bond. Get him. I heard a little bit differently. 
Well, that's what's in the New York Times article. So I heard he did his uh, thing, and then they watched him as he walked back to his car. And said, "Hmm, I like him. That I like his walk. He walks like a panther. I heard that particular line. He walks like a panther. Like a panther. Could be. Yep. Yeah, I said, yeah, yeah, I just uh, heard that back Friday. This was great. Mr. Connery's magnetism did not fade as he grew older. In 1989, when he was 59 years old and had long since discarded his James Bond toupee, People magazine anointed him the sexiest man alive. His response was to growl that not many men are sexy when they're dead. <laughs> <laughs> now, uh, is there any speculation that this death was COVID-related or just uh, natural? There's nothing in the article, and I hadn't actually seen anything other than just that he passed. What I haven't I had... seen any actual fake news. What I had read is that he'd been <laughs> ill for a while, so it wasn't okay. exactly unexpected. You know, and amazingly, I mean, I, usually I'm on the pulse of, you know, Hollywood. Uh, that's a joke. But uh, I hadn't heard anything about him being ill. I guess I'm just so far out of it right now. He, he removed himself a lot yeah. from the public eye. Like, when he was done acting, he pretty much just retired and said, I'm, I'm out. And, like, they tried to get him to come back for Indiana Jones 4. And he was like, no, I'm retired. I'm done with yeah. all of this. I've yeah, moved on thank you, things. Alan Moore, you little bitch. Yeah, his last movie was terrible. That's not Alan Moore's <laughs> fault. That was, uh, I don't know. Sure. What was his last movie? The League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. The League of Gentlemen. Extraordinary Gentlemen. But, I oh, mean, wow. Yeah, that was a that was an atrocious piece of, you know. Yeah, after that one, he retired. I just have one memory from that movie, and it's when uh, Dr. Jekyll is talking to Mr. Hyde in a reflection. And, and Mr. Hyde's going, it's so painful. That's all yeah, I remember. It was That's all not, not a great movie. But, yeah, so um, did you uh, like Dr. Jekyll? <laughs> Go ahead. Uh, the article ends with uh, on July 5th, because uh, uh, John Connery was a, a Scotsman. Mr. Mm -hmm. Connery was knighted at the Palace of Holly Road House in Edinburgh by Queen Elizabeth II. It was a knighthood that had been vetoed for two years by officials angry at his outspoken support for the Scottish National Party and his active role in the passage of a referendum that created the first Scottish, Scottish Parliament in 300 years. The palace is less than a mile from the tenement in Fountain Bridge where Mr. Connery grew up. And he never removed the Scotland Forever tattoo that he placed on his arm when he was 18. Nor was he ever tempted to deny his identity or turn himself into an English gentleman. As he told the Times in 1987, my strength as an actor, I think, is that I've stayed close to the core of myself. So he was always a Scotsman, never removed his tattoo that apparently he got at 18 years old that said Scotland Forever and actually fought for them to get their parliament back. And yet was still knighted by the Queen. That's How cool. fucking crazy is that? And do you know who didn't like the fact that he was a Scotsman? Bond fans. Bond, Bond author Ian Fleming. As soon as he heard that, a Scotsman? Uh, what? <laughs> oh, well. Oh, he was pissed. Ooh. Well, that's one thing that we know for sure. Uh, Ian Fleming was wrong about that. Because, yeah, Sean Connery is fucking James Bond. Right. Yeah, he's, he's probably the greatest. When you think of James Bond, that's who you think of first. Yeah. I yeah, mean, no, I think of, uh, I think of uh, Niles Calder first, you know, from Doom Patrol, old Timothy Dalton. Oh, really? Dalton's Bond oh, no, was so pretty brutal, I'm though. on a Doom well, Patrol kick right now, and I fucking and love Patrol. Willie's younger than us, too, so... I never really age, watched I think Bond, so, so I didn't really give a shit about any of them. Here's more of what it is. You remember your first experience with Bond. Now, if you're someone who's my age, it... Uh, Roger, not Roger. I think Roger Moore might have been Bond when I first was of the, the right age. Uh, but Dr. when I started no. watching them, it was more my dad introduced me to... Uh, with Sean Connery Bond, and then we'd watch other yeah. stuff too. So it's really you're going to have more of an affinity for who you saw first. There's going to be some people Bond is Roger Moore to, or Pierce Brosnan, or uh, Timothy Dalton. They're 
we don't talk about the Laren's B1 because no one wants to think about that. Yeah. But no. <laughs> so, but I, I think you have to say that Sean Connery opened the door for all those other men, and his take is arguably the most unique because he was paving the way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we're talking about started. Bonds. My favorite Bond has to be Colin Firth from The Kingsman. Okay, that was pretty good too. <laughs> you know, kind if, of a version of Bond, yeah. If it wasn't for Sean Connery, we would not have Austin Powers, and a world without Austin Powers is not one I'd want to be in. I was going to say that instead of Colin Firth. I thought of Colin Firth as a guy. That's the better one. <laughs> That's true. What was the other yeah, piece so that, you got for That us, was a sign of sad, kind of sad news. A uh, little tiny bit of good news. They released the second outfit for the Miles uh, Morales Spider-Man, and it is the Into the Spider-Verse. So they are coming out with a 2D costume just like they had in the original uh, Amazing Spider-Man where you had the animated series costume, which looks really weird when you're a, like a 2D rendered cartoon swinging around in a fully realistic 3D environment. It makes it very strange, but they're doing the exact same thing with Miles. So they're like, yeah, we can't not have the Spider-Verse costume. Wasn't that yeah, called the vintage suit um, in the first one? Maybe. That so. might have been what it was called in like the suit listings. But yeah, it was it was like one of the, the old school animated suits. Yeah, I like that yeah, one. It was really cool because, yeah, it made it... It made the world look really strange because it's like a fully flat 2D image that's being rendered onto a 3D model in a 3D environment. And they're going to do the same thing. And they've already got footage of it from Insomniac and uh, Mike Fitzgerald, one of their, uh, uh, I think he's a producer or one of their creators, did a whole long uh, string of uh, tweets on uh, Twitter about it. And yeah, there's a new video up so you can go check it out from uh, Insomniac Games with uh, Miles Morales and the Into the Spider-Verse suit. So yeah, that sounds cool. Nice. Everybody's hype. Everybody's hype for Cyberpunk. I honestly just want to play more Spider-Man. So that's yep. the game I pre-ordered. Yeah, I want my Miles. Mm-hmm. I'm just glad and I, I still. Him. I'm ready I to, need to put some, some pitches. Yeah, and I need to put some more time into Spider-Man on the PS4. Uh, I've barely been an hour into it. I just haven't got back to it. But it's a great game. I mean, I love that game. It's the only platinum I have on PlayStation. Yeah, it's it's fantastic. I love. It's an easy platinum. It's like Ghost of Tsushima. Boy, Willie's crap. I heard that was hard. Isn't that game hard, Willie? What, Ghost of Tsushima? Yeah, I kind of heard that that was a hard game. No, I mean, you have to... I mean, it takes a little bit of learning to get the combat down, but I mean, just very minimal. I had a harder time with, um... Was that Star Wars Fallen... The word of the last Star Wars. Yeah, Fallen Order. Yeah, Yeah. Fallen Order. Yeah, I had a hard time figuring out that combat. Ghost of Tsushima is not as hard at all. Yeah, the Ghost of Tsushima combat builds on itself better than the Fallen Order combat did. Fallen Order combat's a little clunky by comparison. All right. Yoshu! You better dodge. That arrow's coming for you. Whenever (laughs) you hear Yoshu, you dodge. All right. We got 18 minutes left to wrap this thing up. We'll wrap things up a little segment called What I'm Into. It's our chance to share with you guys who are watching live or listening at a later date just what kind of geeky and or nerdy things we've been getting into so that maybe, uh, just maybe, you might want to check them out yourselves. I will kick things off for us because my list is relatively small. Watched The Mandalorian season premiere. It was damn good. I recommend you go watch it. Started playing Watch Dogs Legion on the Xbox. I really am impressed with it so far. I've had a lot of fun with it. Then got to see a cool demo they put out of how the enhancements will work for ray tracing and particle effects and things on the PS5 and the Xbox Series line it's going to change the look of that game completely. Like in this game, there are buildings that are made out of glass and you can see it shimmering and stuff like that on the Xbox One X. Once ray tracing and stuff is in there, 
you'll get to see like the reflections and stuff coming off the glass and windows on all of these buildings. So like you'll see the sun hitting it and the speckled reflection off. And if you're up flying a drone up to it, you'll see the reflection of the drone in the windows and stuff. Now the world is to going the to wall. Feel- yes. And the sweat drips down the wall too. <laughs> <laughs> oh, don't worry. You're about to hurt my back. Mm, there you go. So, it's a fun game. I really enjoy Watch Dogs Legion. And the interesting twist on this game is that there is no main protagonist. Your goal is to basically assemble a team out of NPCs to do all of these missions. So you don't have a main character. You just bounce between all these characters that you recruit in game. And you recruit people that have specialized skills. So you might be doing a mission where you need a construction drone. So if you have a construction worker as part of your team, you flip over to that character, call a construction drone, then you can go stand on the drone and fly over to something and pick something up. Or you could be doing a different mission where you need someone who's a small arms fire specialist. If you've recruited someone who's good with guns, you swap over to that character and you'll get perks what it like... sounds like? What's that, Willie? It sounds like Fight Club. It might be similar in that regard. Because they had every, you know, they got everyone into the the club, and then they, you know, they had specializations they they, they used them for. Yeah, so it's really cool in that in that regard. I haven't done much besides recruit a bunch of folks because that's really fun. And when you free a borough, as they call it, you do enough side tasks in some of these regions, you unlock characters. I just got the spy character, which is basically a James Bond ripoff, where you get a spy car that shoots rockets that can also become invisible, which is pretty freaking cool your spy has spy an abil- your spy has an ability now where they have a magic watch that can jam all guns around them also cool golden eye golden eye they have a silenced pp7 that they carry around with them for killing golden eye <laughs> golden eye slash bond <laughs> and it's really fun in the world that ubisoft built in london is just a lot of fun it's a it's a futuristic london set years in the future but they've done a cool evolution of what they've established in the Watch Dogs games. I didn't like Watch Dogs 1 that much. I thought it was too grimdark. But Watch Dogs 2 was a lot of fun. And I I enjoyed that world. I enjoyed no. the characters and the laughs I had with it. And Watch Dogs Legion, it's pretty solid so far. Now, technically, I haven't really played any of them. But yes. technically, isn't Watch Dogs in the uh, Assassin's Creed universe? Supposedly, yes. And there is, I guess, in some kind of tie-in with Assassin's Creed, you're able to recruit it is either an assassin or a Templar of the current day, supposedly. Yeah, I want more of that. Why don't they make a current day Assassin's Creed? Jesus Christ! Let's stop <laughs> going to the past! Give it time. They are getting a series on Netflix Give now, guns. so who knows what that'll cause. Well, they got like Assassin's he... Creed BC coming out soon. You get to, you know, take out some dinos. That's because nobody primal. keeps carts filled with hay in modern cities anymore. Dump trucks that are driving by. Boom. <laughs> there you go. You're going to dive hey, up a skyscraper and land in a dump it? truck. And that's not going to kill you. Catwoman. <laughs> I'm not sure no, we should. Nothing worked with Catwoman. <laughs> not even Batman's dick. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I got one other thing I'll mention because I'm keeping my list pretty short. If you enjoy the West Wing, they did their live stage production of the Hartsfield Landing episode. That is free right now on HBO Max that they did as their, not fundraiser necessarily, but their voter awareness uh, initiative. So you can go watch that for free on the uh, HBO Max app now without a subscription. And I'll side note that and pivot into saying on this show, we try and avoid politics in general. I will just say this. As of this morning, one hour ago, 93 million people have voted in the 2020 general election so far. Numbers are way, way up. Please go vote. This Tuesday is election day. 
If you can't go vote early and you haven't mailed your ballot in yet, please go vote. Make sure your voice is heard. And if you're like me who doesn't want to watch election results and doom scroll, we are playing Among Us Tuesday night, election <laughs> night, starting at 9 p.m. Come play with us where we will make well, a point really of, kill you. of killing each other instead of watching the news and having it kill us. <laughs> or let Detective Willie come on the case. <laughs> I see what you did there, and I'm grossed out. I didn't. Whoa. No, I didn't mean for that. Really? What are you getting Chris, into? You're disgusting. <laughs> I just meant I have caught you how many times, Chris? Willie, what are you getting into? Uh, Detective <laughs> Willie. Okay. I have bought a couple of games. Haven't really got to try any of them out. I'm excited for some of them. Uh, I bought Life is Strange 2. I uh, still need to play through the first one, but the, the second one was on a big ass sell. So I was like, I do want to play these. So yeah, let's do this. Because uh, I do like that, that whole genre. And speaking of the genre, the Dark Pictures Anthology, uh, the second story of it, has come out uh, as a Friday. Little Hope. If you remember the first one being Man of Medan that came out last year. Oh, yeah. Uh, made by Supermassive, who made my game of the year back in 2015, Until Dawn. Nice. And it's the same style of that, except um, with Until Dawn, they put all genres of horror in there you got your torture porn you got your slasher they just put all the monsters they put them all in there um for the man of a day and they kind of focus on one genre it's just like ghost ship that was their one genre they focus on and little hope i only saw the trailer i hadn't seen it since uh when you finished man of a day and it showed you the trailer for little hope and that's all i really remember of it and it seems like there's witches going on i don't know what the genre is here because i haven't played i haven't touched it yet um but looking forward to that and I also got another game. It looks I'm not sure if it's made by the same people uh, who made Jackbox, but it's called Use Your Words. It looks like it is. Like, it has the same stylization to it. But, um, yeah, I got that because I saw the thing going. I was like, yeah, I want to play it. I forget when it came out, like a couple years ago maybe. And it looked entertaining where pretty much it shows you, like, a foreign film. Like, they use, like, old, like, uh, Godzilla movies, it looked like, for one of the examples. And it's, uh, it does subtitles. And it has a character talking, and it says, you put in the subtitles, and then everyone puts in their subtitles, and you vote for which one you like best. And there's, like, different things. It's not not what all it is, but there's, like, different things, and that's one of them. And so I haven't got a chance to group up with friends to play with that because, yeah, the, I'm not going to say it, but the bad internet I have here, the the (laughs) one, if I'm lucky, upload speed. Bachman, what kind of internet uh, do we call that? Shut the fuck up. You're special teams. No one talked to you. (laughs) Yo, Bachman, if you answer that, you're special teams too. Hillbilly Dollar. (laughs) Look at the backup kicker coming in now. (laughs) I'll play backup kicker. Yeah, go back on the bench. Give me $250,000 a year to watch football from the best seat in the house. Okay. I would too. (laughs) Willie, Willie, I think we got to ask Naki what she thinks about this. Willie, I think you're just stupid. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. looks like i'm the special teams <laughs> no you're the water boy that, 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 that would be very nice mm-hmm. i don't care about myself <laughs> <laughs> that's actually a fact but i wouldn't mind being a water boy uh, yeah, uh what else uh i did did i watch that no i watched that before last week all right that's right adam's family always great and i hate that it was a throwaway line too that Uncle Fester was really Uncle Fester the whole time. Yeah, we talked about that last week. I still you know, do love me some. I'm still upset by it. It's a throwaway line. 
And uh, another thing I've been doing, I've been having fun with a certain app, Chris, that I got him hooked on to. <laughs> was it Reface? Was yeah, that Reface. What I called it? Yeah, reface. It does has it does you get three days free and it is a subscription uh, subscription face uh, model mother. Mm, I am special teams right now. Words are hard. Words are really yeah, hard. Use your words like the game I got. Use your words. I used to say that to my kids when they were three. Use your words. Lion face. Ah. All right. Yeah. So uh, yeah, reface. I've been having a lot of fun. It is a subscription model. Uh, three day free trial. And uh, I forget what it is for the three months, or you get the nineteen ninety nine for a year. I think it's worth a year worth of subscription. To tell you the truth, especially when they keep coming out with stuff, you that's can, gonna be fun. You can do it for free, but it puts a watermark on there and it limits you to like doing five before then you have to wait for a time to get more back or something like that. I did not know that. I just got the three free day thing yeah. so far, and at the end of that, I'll decide whether like. If it's worth a Nintendo Switch online model pricing. Yeah, that, that's why, like, all the ones I shared with you have a watermark in the top left-hand corner. Because I, I didn't even pay for it. Oh, well, you get the three-free-day thing. I didn't turn it on because I knew I'd forget to turn it off. I didn't even know it was an option to do that or yeah. not. I thought yeah. you had. I, didn't know I only a... saw that option, and I canceled it first thing this morning. Yeah. <laughs> Fair enough. I'm just going to have fun with it. Did you, like, see Willie with tits? You need to stop that. That's it's disturbing. Well, you need to post these on your Twitter account or something where other people and can not observe. Yeah, because I want to see them. At All South right. Porky on Twitter is where he'll put them or something. Yeah, You get to see Willie with tits, and I, know, I look pretty damn good. I'm not uh, do, wouldn't you just take your shirt off right now and we see that? No, don't encourage him. I'm not. I mean, am I on camera right now? Not for the live stream. You know, let, me, let me close out and reopen it and see if that fixes it. No, no, no don't, don't worry about that right now. It's getting a little nipply on this stream it, here, boy. It's an issue with my NDI feed. Let's move things over to Bachman. What do you even get into, buddy? Avoiding Willie's posts in our Google Hangout. That's <laughs> creepy. Um, trying to make sure I log into Dead by Daylight on my PS4 and my PC every day because they uh, fell a little short of having an actual event this year. So what they did after a whole lot of online complaining was they made it to where if you log in every day from, like, October 24th to, like, November 4th, uh, each day you get uh, free blood shards and blood points, and they're doing, like, a three-day blood hunt, where right now we get two times blood points. I think that might end today. Um, but it's enough shards to where at the end of it, if you log in every day, you can buy one of the actual Halloween outfits that were released this year, which used to be something that they would actually do an event, and you could play the event, and you could earn a free outfit in the previous Halloweens. But yeah, sadly, like what should be the game that should be doing a Halloween event that starts like October 1st and runs the whole goddamn month. Cause it's the biggest horror game that people still play like every year their, their Halloween event falls short. So it's kind of sad, but yeah, log into that, get a bunch of matches done. I've been streaming, you know, Monday and Wednesdays, getting those uh, going. So that's keeping a, a regular schedule of that again, which has been fun. So I'm actually caught up, I think on both my PS4 and PC, I have all of the, uh, tier one of the archive, which is the Dead by Daylight version of the Battle Pass done. And then um, played a bunch of the Fighter Fright on Apex, which is the the Shadow Royale uh, zombie mode, where they actually changed it up this year to where instead of as each person dies, it used uh, last year it was 60 solos. And then as each person died, they became a zombie that has speed running and can claw people and kill them. Um, it became a huge pain because once people had certain achievements unlocked, 
it wouldn't end up being 50 zombies at the end versus 10 legends. People would just disconnect. So then it would end up being 10 legends with guns fighting four zombies. And like, it really didn't fucking work at the end of the event last year. So it kind of, kind of was annoying. And uh, this year they changed it up to where it's actually still the standard squad mode. But if you die and your squad mates are still alive, you come back as a zombie. And then as a zombie, you can protect your squad mates and also resurrect them. If they get knocked before they die, you can pick them back up. So it really it really changed up the gameplay and how hmm. things work. It was really, really fun. And so, I mean, every mode that every match that I played, like there was always a winner. Like people played till the end, like people didn't quit. So it was a really good response and answer to the the one problem they had with last year's event. Nice. And then, um, yeah, watched um, did the holiday thing yesterday. Uh, my lovely lady brought over a freaking lasagna. Nice. And we chilled at home and watched horror movies and stuff. So we uh, she got to see for the first time ever all the way through the original Child's Play. So we watched oh, okay. the OG Child's Play from '88. Um, we lit our pumpkins. I did a, a Dead by Daylight one, which collapsed under its own weight because i carved like the entire logo out of it and it was just too much and so it ended up looking like just like gnarly teeth because it all collapsed in on itself uh she did a uh, one with a bat and a couple of bats behind it and a moon which ended up looking pretty good i think we got pictures of those and then uh, yeah we watched uh, that we watched uh, the mandalorian new episode and then uh, we watched trick-or-treat which that's my every year on halloween i gotta get sam out gotta watch trick-or-treat and yeah, yeah she sam. actually she actually got me the uh, Spirit Halloween Sword exclusive uh, Sam from Trick or Treat Funko Pop, which arrived, uh, I think, Saturday morning nice. or Friday morning in my mail. So, yeah, so I have an oversized Sam that she bought that's hers, but is staying at my place. <laughs> and then, yeah, she got me the Sam Funko Pop. So, yeah, we had a we had a, a really good, uh, really good Halloween. And, yeah, no kids came knocking, no kids trick or treat in my neighborhood. The first couple of years I was here, I put up lights and I put up decorations and stuff. And got zero trick or treaters. So yeah, yesterday I just didn't bother any. The you know, light was out, didn't put up anything, and then yeah, just sat and ate way too much lasagna and enjoyed some movies. So it made for a, a nice, a nice, uh, just quiet night at home. Nice. That sounds like fun to me. Yeah. Uh, update. Uh, one of them is on Twitter right now. Uh, excellent. Thank you, Willie, for uh, <laughs> good. for I helping go everyone to have these uh, good good video appearances of you so before we shut things down let's toss things over to our special guest the big geek himself what do you mean getting into but then more importantly also let folks know where they can find you online and tell them a little bit more about your podcast i uh, definitely thanks chris all right well what i got into this week is i actually was able to watch a movie from uh, 2019 that i've been wanting to watch it's called coma it's a now it's a russian film all subtitled so you gotta read sorry willie but it is a great. Hey, <laughs> it's a One great, of my great greatest movie. uh, movies from South Korea. It's all subtitled. I don't want to hear this. Oh, was it uh, Train to Busan? Nope, that was two. Uh, no, no, mine was um. Uh, what is it called? The um. Shoot, what is it? Why is the title leaving my head right now? Something <laughs> the, the Devil. Bachman, have you seen it? The Devil Wears Prada, your favorite movie of all time. Oh, yeah, Willie really loves The Devil Wears Prada. <laughs> Well, while he's thinking of that, this movie Coma, uh, it is a it's uh, like a marriage of The Matrix and Inception. This, I mean, visually, this movie is fantastic. Story wise, it's fantastic. Yes, it's all in Russian. Yes, you have to read. Do not let that put you off. You need to watch this movie. It is fantastic. 
Uh, other things I've been watching, I've been so happy that The Walking Dead's back. Uh, granted, uh, Walking Dead Prime only had one episode, and now it's on hiatus again. But uh, Fear the Walking Dead's back, and I do have to say it's it's great this season. And I have watched the first two episodes of Walking Dead World Beyond, which is their new series, new spinoff that just uh, premiered this year. And I'm enjoying that also. So I'm a Walking Dead fan. I always have been, probably always will be. I got a question. But, I saw the previews for the new the new Walking Dead spinoff show. It looks like the CW version with like four kids running around the apocalypse. Is that how it plays out? It, it, so far, yeah, sort of, kind of. Um, it is a coming of age in The Walking Dead. So, yeah, it does seem mm. a little CW-ish. Um, uh, but I got to watch it. I mean, I want to see what it what happens because the stories are going to be intermingled. Uh, there's going to be some big revelations, I guess, with the uh, the Rick Grimes movies that are supposedly coming out sometime. Uh, but there's going to be some revelations in World Beyond. So, of course, yeah, I got to watch it, even if it is horrendous. Um, other things that I've been into is uh, I want to make a purchase. Uh, have you guys ever heard of the Chewy Lark box? Yes, no. I have. I have. Oh, wait, not. no, I haven't. Okay. Well, it's a it's a small mini computer, but they just came out. Well, not just came out within the last few months, but the LarkBox Pro. Uh, this is a four core Celeron processor. It turbos up to two point seven gigahertz. Has six gigs of RAM and one hundred twenty eight gigs built in. Plus, you can also throw in an NVMe SSD, you know, to give yourself some more room there. But it does four K Ultra HD streaming. But that's not why I want it. This machine, oh, and it, it includes Windows 10 Home. Nice. Uh, for the price, it's 179 So these are great specs. Includes the full license for Windows 10. And via emulation, this plays almost perfectly. There's a few things that it doesn't, but almost perfectly Wii and down. So Wii, GameCube, Dreamcast, N64, Damn. PSP, and then everything below that. There's a lot of videos out there so you can watch it. 179 bucks. I want to get this so I can have the entire Wii library, GameCube library. Um, on my Raspberry Pi 4, I already do play um, Dreamcast, but you can't really do PSP on that. It's still just not powerful enough for it. But this LarkBox Pro does. Can you That's imagine cool. getting this 179 bucks and have all these systems? Nice. Yes, I want Dokopod Kingdom. <laughs> yep, uh, that's that. You know, and I down. I believe I downloaded that uh, image after you were on the show there, Willie. I'm gonna mm -hmm. give her a try. Uh, of course, my PC can definitely play it. But this Lark Box, yeah, I, I just got to get me. Uh, you know, 179 bones, and then I'm gonna get it. Not yeah, bad. At pretty all. much have get three friends over, and you're having a good time. And also, the name of that movie was I Saw the Devil. Well, there you go. Oh, I haven't even heard of that. I saw the devil. That's so good. It's so good. There's no actual devil in it. Spoiler. Was that the one in the elevator? Oh, the I elevator? did see an elevator one. Yeah, I know it's. I know no, what no, you're no, talking, you're about, talking about. M Night Shyamalan movie. No, no, it's South. No, movie. that was an M Night. Mm. No, the one he's talking about, the elevator one. That's what he's talking about. Yeah, I think the elevator one was an M Night. I think it's called Devil Produced or one. the Devil or something. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I did see I that one. Yeah, all was, right, all right. That one wasn't bad. <laughs> so basically, was better. Sam yeah. liked it. <laughs> Basically, that's all I've been into. I haven't done much more than just working in that. But, I get that. Uh, yeah. So uh, if anybody wants to know uh, a little bit about me, I am turning a half a century next year. So I am a pretty old gamer right now. And so my, my heart and soul is still basically what's considered retro gaming. I mean, I love the 8-bit, the 16-bit, you know, generations there. 
all iterations. I mean, I'm not a Nintendo or a Sega guy. I'm a game guy. I'm not going to fight about it. I'm not a Sony or a Microsoft guy. In I'm a game wars. guy. I'm not going to fight about it. Yeah. I mean, I, I will choose Pepsi over Coke. Hey, Switzerland. Yes. Thank you. Yes. Pepsi. <laughs> yes. Um, but yeah, I just, I enjoy gaming all You're around. All I mean, Gross. I'm wrong. <laughs> now, uh, I do a show. Uh, it's in its infancy still. Uh, prior to this, I did do uh, the Jujutsu podcast with uh, Adam and usually Dave for about four years. And uh, we all have our solo projects now. And my solo project is Geekly Speaking. It's basically a gaming podcast for geeks. And it's and it's not just a cover. I mean, we do cover some more modern stuff here and there. But, uh, you know, we really do delve into the retro because all of us are, you know, in our 40s. And like I said, I'm about to turn a half a century. So that is our heart and soul is the older games. We, being busy as we are, we don't dive into these epic you know, games that you have to put like 500 hours into it to actually progress through the game. But we'll jump into some Super Mario Brothers, you know, play a few boards and have fun, you know, in 15 minutes that we have available. What was that? Mario 35? Mario 35? I don't have a Switch. Oh, that's right. You sold it. Look yeah, who's the I sold punk it to you now. The <laughs> I got, I got me some old eyes, buddy. Old eyes. I can't, I can't see that screen. Then plug, then dock that bitch. It was a switch well, it was light. A switch you can't light. Do that. <laughs> Why would you get a switch light in the first place? That's your because... first problem. Jesus Christ! No one wants a switch light. <laughs> okay, can we go back to when we were talking? Since you don't take notes, no, um, I don't. most of my gaming I do mobile. <laughs> Correct, gentlemen. You guys remember me saying that, right? Oh, I'm sorry. Can uh, the regular test. Switch not do mobile? Can it not? <laughs> do you not want the option to go dock mode in case it uh, wild hair gets into you? Uh, okay. Well, Willie, I do have three children also, so I don't have that uh, oh, disposable income too. that you do, rich boy. <laughs> ah, right now. Don't be lying to people. I'm only rich because of a large loan from my father. <laughs> okay, Trump. That's um, the joke. Oh, oh, oh. It, was to be a subtle, it was supposed to be a subtle joke. Well, guys, uh, we'll see you next week. Bye. We don't do subtle. <laughs> I do subtle. <laughs> subtle as okay. a garbage truck. <laughs> On fire. All right. Well, my podcast is called Geekly Speaking. Like I said, uh, it's a weekly gaming uh, geeky type show. Uh, anything you want to know about it, just go to geeklyspeaking.com. I have uh, hardware reviews, software reviews. Uh, you can listen to all the episodes on there. It's also available everywhere, including iHeartRadio, Spotify, uh, Google Play Music, anywhere you want to go, it's there. And I'm trying to start a gaming community. There's a forum there, but, you know, forums are kind of like, you know, a 1996 type thing. People don't really go to them anymore. It's all about the Twitch and the Twitter. Um, but I do have a forum there for anybody who wants to just jaw a little bit. And the Discords. Yeah, the Discords, on, yes. On, uh, on Game Facts. Uh, I was Willem Black. There goes another <laughs> View Askew Universe uh, <laughs> reference. Willem Black. Yeah, yes. uh, a.k.a. Uh, Ethan Suppley. And uh, who else played him? Uh, in Clerks. I forget that skinny dude who played him in Clerks. I can't remember his name at all. But then all of a sudden, Ethan Su- Suppley played him. Yeah. Daily Mall Rats takes place a day before Clerks. So he gained a, he lost a lot of weight. He's just trying day. to see the damn sailboat, Welly. <laughs> yeah. He lost a lot of weight. He's jacked now. Yeah, he is. Well, I mean, it wasn't Ethan Suppley playing him in Clerks either. It was someone else. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, but hey, the was... absolute the absolute best line out of Clerks was in a row. Yeah, <laughs> best line ever. Throw <laughs> your dicks gently down your throat. Just <laughs> sucking dick on the way to the parking lot. Now, if uh, I'm sure all of you guys uh, know who usually Dave is from the digital po- uh, yeah. digital suit podcast, and also now he has his uh, Faded Words podcast. Uh, but when we used to review movies over there, the highest rated movie he ever, you know, the highest rating he ever gave to any of the movies <gasps> he reviewed was please say, please uh, a say Kevin it. Smith movie. Tossed. Oh, damn it. <laughs> highest rated movie ever. So it was a joke. It didn't matter. We could have been watching Gone with the Wind and it would have failed in comparison to uh, Tusk for Dave. It was the absolute <laughs> best movie ever. I was hoping you were going to say Fifth Element and make Chris finally watch it. <laughs> now oh, it's hey. just more a character flaw I choose not to correct Chris? because I'm enjoying this. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you get on to him now. Yeah, Chris, as a, as a guest on the show, I feel it is my duty to persuade you to watch a, The Fifth Element. Um, th- you got to take your geek card away if you don't watch it. Right, guys? Oh, now we're mm. now we're gatekeeping. He never had one since he hasn't seen it yet. So oh. he doesn't oh. Wow, look at this gatekeeping going on here. Come on, it's got Bruce Willis in it, too. You can't go wrong there. Yeah, uh, Chris say, Tucker, all things green. gatekeeping and nerdy. Mm. <laughs> well... That sucks. It's got, it's got Tony Emmanuel Tiny Lister Zorro. Zeus in it. I don't remember his whole fucking name. <laughs> what the fuck well, was Gary Oldman's full name in that? I don't know. Oh, I, I know you I don't. Know. You've never seen it. Zorg's full name is ridiculous, but yeah, he's just Zorg. Yeah, I just remember Emmanuel Zorg. I don't remember the, what Baptiste was in there, I think, too. Well, yeah. I'll put it cheap. on my list. I gotta find where the disc went because it's not on my Blu-ray shelf for some reason. So <laughs> oh, I don't I'm know sure where it's it on is. Netflix or something. It might be. So I'll good. check it out. It's so good. But before we shut this down, uh, Thank you, number one, to the Big Geek for joining us today. Number two, everyone what, listening, what? go check out Geekly Speaking. It's a ton of fun. Uh, Willie and I have both done it. And Is that a fat joke? I wasn't intending it to be, but I guess it I mean, we're be. all fat here. Yeah, It is now. Willie, <laughs> Willie got to talk about PlayStation. I got to talk about Xbox, so it was fun. We had a ton of fun doing it. Yeah, go yeah, check I it enjoyed out. having it's you fun. guys on it. And I got to get Anthony on there too, but every time I uh, message him, uh, I get the three dots and then they just disappear <laughs> every single time. Listen, listen, I'm six foot four, 260 pounds. A fat joke. What is that going to do to me? I'll pick you up and I'll throw you. I picked Chris <laughs> up. He did. I threw him. He did throw me. I throw him, but I, picked him. I, did, I did pick him up. <laughs> he did indeed. So I think this is a wrap for this week. So before we shut things down, a big thank you to the Big Geek for joining us. Like we said, go check out his show. It's a ton of fun. As we shut things down, we're only about 10 minutes behind, which is pretty good for us. Any final thoughts before we uh, kill the stream, guys, and start rolling out? Yeah, I'll slap a woman. (laughs) That's true. He did say that. He did say that. (laughs) Baba Watas. Tuesday, new Apex season, new world, new characters, new buildings, new vehicles. It's going to be some fun shit. Sounds like uh, have it. you gotten Dead by Daylight on your PS4 yet so we can play together? Me? I, no. Oh. <laughs> I do. Yes. If you're talking to me, I do, oh, yes. Why are we not playing? Why are we not playing? Uh, because we're doing a podcast. Because we're I podcasting. Yeah. Right. This <laughs> afternoon. Yeah, we'll play some this afternoon. Yeah, I, don't know if I, I, I don't know if I can. You know, I got my 2,750 shards of uh, today. Send me a message of what your name is on the PSN. 
Yeah, I can't even remember what it is, but I'll figure it out. <laughs> I've had that same problem myself. So, oh, mind you, or just add me. It's Willie D. Nelson. You figure it yeah. out. So, <laughs> I, on that that's note, easy to remember. On that note, we're going to start shutting things down. As we do, a friendly reminder: we stream this show live every Sunday, 11 a.m. Eastern, 10 a.m. Central, over at www.geeks.live. That is the official streaming home of the Gonna Geek Network. While you're there, you can scroll down to the bottom of the page and see a calendar of all of our upcoming live events so please come check out some other stuff the next show that i believe is recording live on the gonna geek network is the official gonna geek.com show monday at 8 45 p.m eastern time and uh one last call out for folks here come play among us on election night 9 p.m eastern hit me up on twitter if you want to play at the chris farrell thank you so much for everyone that joined us in the chat room and thank you to the big geek for joining us in this week's episode bye guys thank you bye. I am Thanks not for the listening imposter. to this brand new episode of the All Things Good and Nerdy podcast. Don't forget, we'll be back next Sunday live at 11 a.m. Eastern, 10 a.m. Central, over at live.atgnpodcast.com, channel 3 of the Alpha Geek radio app, and over at our network home at gunnageek.com slash live. If you have any feedback for the show, please contact us at atgnpodcast at gunnageek.com on our hotline number at 304-806-ATGN, or even better, go to Twitter and send us a message at atgnpodcast. The music you've heard in this show is produced by Kevin McLeod and can be found at incompetech.com.